What's up, Mets fans? Orange and Blue Thing, Season 3, Episode 15, out here on Long Island, back in the Seven Line headquarters after our live show last week at McKellar. Shout out to McKellar again for having us. It was a fun, fun time. What's up, Pete? No, what's going on? I had a fun train ride out here, by the way. Did you? Like a nice conversation on the train. So I was talking to a gentleman who's a big Mets fan. So... You know, just kind of going back and forth, uh, miserable as being fan, whatever, after last <laughs> night. And then um, he, he, we started talking about the 86 team. And mm-hmm. I asked him, like, oh, where were you 86 game six? Like, just one of those questions. Right. So he tells me he was watching, he was way at college down in D.C. So he was watching with his parents and he had his then girlfriend there. And apparently she was a Yankee fan who started rooting for the Red Sox. He told me he broke up with her the next day. <laughs> Good. As he should. And uh, and I guess it worked out. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone always cool. has stories about where they were at certain things and certain times. Oh, yeah. Well, that's one. Especially that. You can't forget that. Dude, I mean, that's I, the ultimate, like, where were you Mets moment. I don't think there's anything else like that. And Maybe I, the no-hitter. The no-hitter? Oh, Johan. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I remember where I was for that. Just at home watching. But I got a text, and it's literally said, are you watching? And I knew somebody's throwing no hitter. Like, yeah, and yeah, I yeah, jumped yeah. for the remote. I wasn't watching at the time and popped it on, and I got uh, caught, like, the bottom of the eighth inning. And, and Johan was up hitting, and everyone's going nuts for him. Like, dude, it's got to be a no hitter, but I got to hear it. I got to see it. Like, what's going on here? And then, yeah, watched watched it from there on. So I missed most of it. But. I had to pee so bad in, like, the sixth or seventh inning, and I held it to the end of the game. It was so bad <laughs> to the point where, like, I thought I was going to have an accident in my pants. And that night, that it took a little while, especially yeah. when Yachty's on deck. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that'll really make you have to go. Yeah, it, went, it actually went away, kind of. By the time, like, the game was actually over and I ran to the bathroom, I feel like I didn't have to go anymore for some reason. Anyway, um, Memorial Day a couple days ago. Let's Do dive it. more into that. I'm interested. Uh, having to go pee? <laughs> Before you went live, we're talking about pooing. We're talking about uh, poopery. Uh, if anyone out there wants to look it up, poopery is a great product. Um, no free ads here. So uh, you'll be on the next T-shirt. <laughs> Memorial Day a couple days ago. Did anything fun? The Mets could use some poopery right about now. Uh, Memorial Day was great. Came out to Long Island a couple of times. Some barbecues. Brought the babies. So it was the first time being mobile with the babies. So that was a big step. Yeah. So we're we're getting there. We're starting to figure it all out. But yeah, Memorial Day was awesome. You guys had a, a big day Saturday with the outing. Saturday was fun. Long tailgate. The uh, That was the first day of us bringing the truck out. I know you've, you've known about the truck for a couple months now, and it's actually been seven years in the making for me to get this truck on the road and get approval from Major League Baseball. People kind of were confused why I needed that, but I'm going to be selling stuff out of it. So clearly we have a license and they want to know where our our products are being sold. So the truck is pretty crazy. It's like a tailgate mobile. It's a mobile studio. It's got Wi-Fi. We're going to be able to do the show on the road, uh, sales vehicle, whatever. But tailgate was fun. Uh, game was at four. We got there at like noon or 11. So it was like a four-hour tailgate, five-hour yeah, tailgate. The game went 13 innings. So we were there for like nine hours. It was a long day. Uh, glad they won. Well, I did notice something. So I wasn't at the game Saturday. I, I Here was comes. working at the fan. And so doing the updates, watching the game. Yep. And Tomas Nito hits the home run. Yep. Right? So I was just kind of looking around. And I look out in center field, and I, I see the orange shirts. But Looked I, a little light, right? I, I didn't see a, a lot Listen, of Listen, Pete, well, you know what? I was disappointed, and uh, I wasn't going to bring this up. I'm glad you brought it up. Uh, it jumped out at me. It's always <laughs> packed out there. Listen, like Pete. the last game of the season, and they lose uh, you know, 90 games, and everybody's out there. Yep. It was a relatively it, nice it, it day, got, right? I was light. inside. Did it, did it get cold? It got or cold. Something? It did get like, cold. What happened? It, well, it was like 85 degrees during the tailgate. And once the sun, I'm never really cold. I mean, I, when I'm snowboarding, I'm not even cold. But uh, I guess once the sun started to go down, did get a little chilly out there at the ballpark. Plus, the wind starts ripping in from the Flushing Bay. Look at me. I'm making excuses now. Come but on, it's City Field. Listen, we listen. know what the deal is out there. I You've been out the there email. at Shea, at City. It's Flushing, baby. You got to be ready. I wrote you an be email. ready for a long day. On Sunday morning to the Seven Line Army season ticket members. And I said, listen, I understand shit comes up and 13 innings isn't always conducive to everyone's schedule, especially when we've been there for nine uh, hours. But 
Sports Illustrated did do a documentary on the group a couple years ago, and it was called Loyal to the Last Out, not Loyal Till the 11th <laughs> Inning, and hope that the Mets are winning. Uh, but yeah, a lot, some people did leave. I wouldn't say a lot. I wouldn't say half. A, a, a good number of people left, uh-huh. and uh, I it, wrote an it, email it and said, listen, I don't expect much, but try your best to stay to the end of the game next Tomas time. Tomas Nito deserves look. better. It's Come on, look. he needs to be saluted round in the bases. He almost did to us. It, it landed yeah. right in front of us. Uh, but we did talk about well, that's it. That's why I noticed it, because the ball went right out there. The away games are nuts. I'm not saying that the home games are losing its luster. I mean, outing 100. You're on vacation. Yeah, but outing 100 is coming up next month, uh, June 29th, out there at City Field against the Braves. 4-10 start. It's going to be a fun one. Um, Bring a jacket. The away ones, though, you got to come to an away one. It's 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 awesome. Even Danny left. Danny had an excuse. What, Danny, is, what is Danny doing? Danny's dad and mother had to go down to D.C. Uh, round trip drive on Sunday. So I get it. Like, they had to go home and get, get things in order. Well, you order. should already be packed in case <laughs> the game goes 20 and you could just leave straight from City Field. Let's go. This is what I'm talking about. I'm sorry, Mr. It's Shea. About preparation. Pete's throwing shade. It's not me. It's Pete. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah, so Monday we did, uh, bring the, we did bring the truck to the Memorial Day Parade. And Little Next slash Douglaston. I've been going to this parade since I'm a newborn. I grew up in Douglaston, mm-hmm. so I've always um, been a, uh, a person that would go to the parade with my family. So it was cool to get into the parade. We, we were a last-minute addition, so we were one of the last crews to uh, get out into the, uh, into the parade room. That's good. you like Santa Claus. You, know? you, you bring up the rear. That's where you want to be in the parade. It was nuts, though, Grand dude. Grand finale. So I put it out on Twitter and, and Facebook and, and uh, Instagram that we had over 200 jerseys to give away for free, and words spreads pretty fast when they know that you have free stuff, especially people know that those those aren't cheap. You know, Last year, they were part of the ticket package. They were a couple... We had some extras from last year's outing, so... I told Lizzie and I told Kelly and I told Danny, I said, listen, if you start giving these things out, they're going to come like hawks. People love free stuff. And that's exactly what happened. So we started throwing them out and, and the crowd started kind of going crazy. And, and uh, the cops came up to me and they said, listen, you can't leave this much space between you and the next float. And I said, what do you want me to do? Run these people over? Uh, so we had to tell them, like, stop throwing the shirts, wait until we get down to like McDonald's, which was like another half a mile down. Mm-hmm. So we were telling people that, wait till McDonald's. They were following the truck to get to <laughs> McDonald's with us to get their free shirt. The Pied Piper. It was crazy. You know, I thought about this afterwards and we kind of ended the show on this last week, the importance of what Memorial Day is and, you know, the parades are fun and, and barbecues are fun, but sure. the memory of what the day is, is Memorial Day. So I think I really only had a day to prepare for this. I don't think that we should be giving stuff out maybe next year. I think it's it's a nice gesture for the people that are there, but that's not what the day is about. So I think next year, maybe we'll just have a nice big sign that thanks uh, you know anyone who's ever served or gave the ultimate sacrifice, which was their life for this country. So um, hopefully no one that was there kind of thought that we were kind of taking away of what the parade was, but it, it, I thought about you it get afterwards. You a different feel once Yeah, I thought about there, it afterwards. Right? Um Speaking of free stuff, we didn't talk about this in the jump. Last week, we gave away some Robinson, Cano, Obi-Wan, Kenobi bobbleheads from the Mets. And this week, we are also giving out some stuff from the Mets. So, if you're watching right now on Facebook or Twitter slash Periscope, click the little share button on Facebook. Retweet if you're watching on Twitter slash Periscope, and you will automatically be put in the running to win last week's Free Shirt Friday. And I think it was last Sunday's tote bag. Um, we're going to give you both. So if you went on Facebook, you get both. If you went on Twitter, you'll get both as well. So thank you to the Mets for that stuff. Free stuff is always nice. And, dude, I, I couldn't believe, uh, you know, Danny was kind of caught off guard. They were, like, yelling, get out of the street, <laughs> get out of the street. <laughs> it, was, it was pretty crazy. People love free stuff. It was insane. It, it was pretty crazy. But, you know, it was our first experience, learning experience there. Uh, Pete, I asked you before the show started if you wanted a beer, and both of our beers are still closed. So let's crack open these brewskis. Cheers to another week here in the studio. Cheers, Cheers. You need them when they're on the West Coast. You know, it's some long, late nights watching the Mets, especially after the last night. You know what I would need if I was still drinking the, um, what do they call those? Four Locos. 
<laughs> I kept one in my fridge for like two years afterwards. Like it was going to be a collector's item or something once they were illegal or whatever. Well, the ones with them. the caffeine. That, yeah, yeah. If you drank that tonight, you'd be able to stay up all or game. Or logos, sparks, uh, all the nonsense they I, used to have. I don't know how many people are fired up for the Vargas start tonight, but uh, you're going to need something to keep yourselves awake here. But for, for the time being... This Can I Get a Wit Wit is delicious from McKellar. You are on the proper pint. If you guys want to partake in a special from our friends at McKellar, who do not sell for loco, go over to McKellarNYC.com and use our special promo code T7L20 for 20% off your delivery. Yes, McKellar does deliver beer to you. They do sell coffee at the brewery, though. They do. You had one, I right? I had one last week. A little pick-me-up. It was great. Cold press. A little okay. extra jolt before the show. Yeah. So McKellarNYC.com, hit the site, click the little delivery button on the top. It'll show you all the different options they have available right now for delivery. I believe United Be Cheers is still available if you want to pick up the uh, co-branded collab we did with them with the Seven Line Army. Uh, Pom Pom Pesh, McKellarita. They got a lot of options here. Hop a cab, which was delicious. I had one last week. So head on over, McKellarNYC.com, special promo code T7L20 for 20% off your delivery. They take care of the four boroughs. I'm excluding Staten Island, the four boroughs, and Nassau County for now. So definitely head on over to the site and pick up some brewskis and get a nice little discount. Um, it's good to know they have the coffee, too, because if it's a long game and it's the 12th inning, you know, hey, I can make it a little longer than go get the coffee. They should do something like McKellard, <laughs> uh, you know, sponsors extra inning games or something like that. I don't know. They could probably work something out. The... Um, the, the last night's game, or last night's game, was a total buzzkill. I was in and out of sleep. I'm laying on the couch, and I'm, I'm awake for the eighth inning. God, Matt's got this one in the bag. In the bag. They're and they g- hit the heck out of Walker Bueller. It was a real good young pitcher. He's throwing like 100 miles per hour. Looks every bit with the stuff that Noah Syndergaard has, and the Mets tattooed him. Dom Smith yeah. and Pete Alonso are getting it done. You have all these good feelings. Eight runs and 8-3 lead. Going into the bottom of the seventh inning. And also, the Dodgers, they're really good. They've been doing this to teams all season long. They hit up and down that lineup. But, but you have a five-run lead. <laughs> you have your best relievers lined up. You have Jason Vargas today as well, so you don't feel good about the pitching matchup tonight. You need to close out that game and of all the nights for Edwin Diaz, three-run lead, ninth inning. It should be a slam dunk save, even when he gives up the first two homers. It's like, all right. You yeah, know, he'll settle down. Some right. warning signs, right. but, yeah, you get the last three outs and forget about it. It's not a big deal. And just every ball is a bullet. And maybe Diaz worn out a little bit. He pitched four times in five days. He's asked to close out a four-run lead the night before. But that's a game where – you got to find a way to close that door, especially when you're a team like the Mets right now in the middle, now a game under 500, and you had an opportunity to beat the big bad Dodgers. You yep, really feel yep. good about yourself. They've been playing much better baseball over the last week, week and a half. And uh, it was it was unfortunate the way it went down. Again, it, it felt so good early. Yeah, Dom Smith and Pete Alonso, like yeah, first seeing, game was great. Seeing their uh, romance really bloom, right? They got the dances together and everything. Two guys that could have been pitted against each other and become more of a rivalry. Instead, you know, Dom's been awesome about the whole thing. So supportive of Alonso the whole way, and clearly, yeah. you know, Alonso with the run that he is on what has he got 19 homers 19 now homers. and we just passed memorial day we're not even into june uh he's gonna be the first baseman but dom has done everything the mets could possibly ask even going down to the minor leagues working his way back up and every time he's asked to come through as a pinch hitter as a spot starter he's been terrific and he was last night and he's not perfect in left field we know he's faking it out there but it does get you excited what those two might be able to do if they can find a way to get them both in the lineup. Yeah, 7-3 and three over the last 10 after that disappointing sweep down there in Miami. So the Mets have been playing better, but after a night like last night when everyone gets extremely let down, whether you watched it live or you were there or you watched on TV or you heard about the news this morning with that with that unfortunate walk-off on the, the hands of the Dodgers there, um, it's, it's hard to... Remember that they are playing pretty good baseball over the past week and a half, like you said. So hopefully... Well, you hope that this doesn't tonight, knock anything out. You know? No, yeah, but t- it would have been nice last night then, you know, no matter what happens tonight with Vargas, they would have 
at least split the series. Well, now you could lose three or four. And yeah, that's the whole thing. Yeah. You got to split. Yeah, you, you can't. You, when you are already playing from behind, you cannot have losses like that in series like that because you're never going to make up any ground. And that's a game that the Mets absolutely had to have with the way the first six and a half innings went. And they just, you know, if it's not one thing, it's the other. It just, it's like a golf game where some days you're driving right down the middle and then you can't putt for your life. Or there's another day where you're hitting everything on the green, but you can't chip. And yeah, yeah. you're going over into the bunker. It just always feels like that with the Mets. On the days where the starting pitching is great, they don't hit. On the days where they score runs, they give up more. I, I saw a stat today. Uh, Rich McLeod uh, put it out on Twitter. F- the Mets are 4-4 four and four in games where they score 8-plus runs. So when they're scoring over yeah. eight <laughs> runs and the yeah. offense is great, they're still losing half yeah. the time. Yeah. Like, how is that possible? But these are the problems that the Mets have had. If the starting pitching is good and Syndergaard was relatively good last night, then the bullpen falters. It's just one thing or the other. It's it's frustrating. It really is because there are enough components here for this to be a playoff contender, but they haven't put it together yet. I mean, um, you know, you heard afterwards, or maybe you heard it this morning, Diaz said it was the worst day, worst game of his career, worst game of his career, whatever whatever words he used. And like you said, it probably is because of the amount he's been used. I think I would chalk it up to that. But I feel like a guy who last year he's in Seattle, I think he gave up five home runs in all the whole season. He already gave up five this year. Whatever it is, you put on that Mets uniform. Look at Jed Lowry. Look at Todd Frazier. Todd Frazier was never on the DL until he became a Met. Oh, especially um, the relievers, right? Like Billy Wagner is the only guy who came in here yeah. and was as advertised, right? And, and John Franco before him, but he wasn't maybe build as much as some of these other guys. Like, you know, Braden Looper's brought in to be the closer. That's a disaster. I mean, uh, Frankie Rodriguez and all that swirled around him in his time with the Mets. It just seems that's one of those spots where they bring guys in and it it never seems to work out. And, and listen, it's early for Edwin Diaz. I mean, you can't sit here and just say, hey, this guy's going to be a bust and that's it. But you definitely have reason to worry about that trade as you look this week, Jared Kelnick's getting promoted. Justin yep. Dunn has developed really nicely for Seattle. Again, they're both in the minors. So we don't know what kind of players they're going to become, but there's a lot of buzz for those two. Robinson Cano's on the injured list has been completely underwhelming the first of five years. And Edwin Diaz, who you're oh, asking to be your lights-out closer, he's now lost a couple of games where he came in and it was tied. And you blow a three-run lead in the ninth inning like last night. And I understand it's the Dodgers. And, again, they're tremendous, but that's not doing the job. I'm nervous about Syndergaard, man. I mean, I feel like that's true too. the Syndergaard that we had, the Thor that we had, the guy that we always kind of had big confidence in gets you know shelled by uh, Detroit on Friday, give up six runs against Detroit. They haven't won a game since May 12th up until that point. So you're thinking, all right, we're back home, riding high. We have a chance here. If they would have won that game – and what have won last night? They're nine and one over the past ten games. I mean, what have what have could have whatever. You can't change the past. But, no, but you're right about Syndergaard. Yeah, what he was not only what we thought he could be, but what he was in 2016. You don't see that level of dominance out of him anymore. It doesn't look easy for him anymore. The Dodgers last night, especially early on in the game, I think it was the second inning, foul ball. Foul ball, foul ball. He gets ahead 0-2, and he's got to throw 10 pitches to retire a guy. And then Alex Verdugo did the same thing to him. And they just seem to be able to work up that pitch count, wait for the mistake, and then they tattoo something. And it it looks like it's a comfortable at bat against a guy where it should not be comfortable at all. He's throwing 100 miles per hour. And the slider hasn't been the same pitch that it's been in the past. We know that's something that he is still searching for. But I really do wonder, considering all the ability that he has, he's taken some steps back. And it's not just the physical issues now. And I do wonder on a team where you brought in a pitching coach to be the manager in Mickey Calloway and Mm -hmm. Dave Island is brought in, why is Syndergaard seemingly regressing to the point where He's a four and a half ERA pitcher right now. This is no consistency. Like we had that Thursday day game, it's, the complete we're two months game. In. Yeah, and, and the beginning, like, oh, we'll chalk it up to the weather. We'll chalk it up to a slow start. We'll chalk it up to this, chalk it up to that. It's hot now. It's June. 
next week. You know, uh, the consistency is not there, but we've seen... Oh, even start to start, he had the complete game shutout against We're Cincinnati, seeing... one of the best games of the year for yeah. anybody in Major yeah. League Baseball, at the homer in a one nothing game, and yet... That wasn't the launching point that we thought, right? Even then, you're like, all right, he figured it out. And this goes for Jacob deGrom, too. You know, deGrom has had starts where we know he struggled for a while there, mid to late April. He had the elbow problem, went on the injured list, and a couple of nice starts. It's like, okay, Jake's back, no worries. And then he goes down to Miami and is getting shelled there. And it hasn't come easy for him. And this is a franchise that is built on the starting pitching. Jacob DeGrom and Noah Syndergaard not only have to be serviceable and give you a chance to win, they need to be dominant. Yeah. And Zach Wheeler needs to be right behind them. And that just hasn't happened. I mean, if you look at the starting rotation, the only pitcher that has met expectations is Steven Matz. Mm-hmm. Everybody else has fallen short of what I think reasonable expectations were for them going into the season. So let me ask you a question here. We're about a third of the season in, or maybe a little over a third. Pete Alonso has 19 home runs already. Mm. Do you think this guy is going to keep this going and hit like high 50s? I don't see why not. And the way the ball carries everywhere, like remember when Dodger Stadium was a pitcher's park? Yeah, <laughs> and the ball just it just launches out. It's it's amazing to me the carry you see on these fly balls. Even the home run that Tomas Nito hit at City Field. Uh, the walk-off on yeah, yeah, Saturday yeah, yeah. that a couple of fans stayed and saw. <laughs> uh, you know, shade, shade. Uh, just throw it all day. Why not? So, <laughs> you know, that's a ball that I don't think leaves City Field three, four years no. ago the way it's hit. No. I mean, it's opposite field, a light-hitting catcher. It's his third career home run. And it fooled the announcers. You can hear on Howie Rose's call and Gary Cohen's call, they both, all right, fly ball. This and ball. then it started to build as they're watching the outfield. Carry, but it didn't seem like it was dramatically hit. And to me, I think you see it all around baseball, but especially at places like City Field, which it hasn't been a big issue to score runs there this year for either team. And then Dodger Stadium, too. I mean, these are pitchers' parks where the ball is just jumping out. Petco Park in San Diego. Uh, they've been one of the you know more powerful teams in the but, National um, League. So it's like... I, and I think it, it probably has something to do with some of the struggles that Cindergard is having with his slider. The baseball's just different. And, and what people point out is that the seams are down, so it gives it less drag. So the ball carries more. The air is not going to knock it down. And you're basically playing with like a golf ball, and you see it in the way the game is played and the way that these teams you know, load up to try to hit it that far. But even when it's not great contact, that thing flies. I think I saw it was a, a graphic on the screen. I don't know if it was last night or whatever. They said uh, – Across baseball, each team is hitting like three home runs a game average or something like that. The ball's flying. Guys are becoming power. Like Hechevarria. Uh, yeah, is, how about him? He's got five homers. Hitting homers left and right. I mean, it's it's something's different with the ball. And, you know, you could chalk it up to a bunch of different factors. But it's weird that you're seeing the spurts of greatness on that complete game day, on that Thursday day game with Noah, and then you're seeing the polar opposite a couple and, and days later. And get back to Alonzo, yes. Yeah. Because so many- of the nature of the game, this is a guy who he can hit. I was worried that at some point, all right, they're going to find something on him to attack him with. We're two months in, and I don't think that there is a playbook to get out Pete Alonso. There's no clear weakness in what he does at the plate. He's willing to take a walk. He's not just a homer guy. He'll rip it into the gap. He'll hit for a base hit when he has to. And he is a well-rounded hitter, and he's been so much better defensively than what we had heard in the past. And it credits all the work that he put in, and, and you do wonder you know, where a lot of that came from. But uh, for Pete Alonso, 50 homers is probably asking a lot, but so if you 45, vote, something like that, If absolutely. you voted on this poll, you would have said, 46 plus? I feel pretty good about that right now, to be honest. And it sounds ridiculous, right? We all know things happen. Guys get hurt. He's been hit on the hands a couple of times. That's something that's been a problem for him in the past. But he's on that pace right now, and I don't see anything in his game that really makes him susceptible to a long slump. He's been consistent in a way that even like Michael Conforto hasn't been consistent at the big league level. And Alonzo, I mean, to be fair right now, we're a third of the way through the year. He's on like a... 57 homer pace so 45 plus I mean, you're not asking him to stay he can have a little slump or a yeah, stay yeah, on the yeah, injured yeah. list and still maybe hit that but you know the better question i guess with the mets right that would be a franchise record and this guy's a rookie first year could come yeah, up yeah, yeah. and set the franchise record for most home runs in a season 
So for those not watching and listening afterwards, the poll on the screen here, it says, how many bombs will Pete end up with this season? A little over 2,100 people vote. It was 25 to 30, 31 to 37, 38 to 45, or 46 plus, 31 to 37. Conservative. Uh, conservatively, uh, one with 47%. And so is he going to hit 12 homers for the rest of the year? Well, I, you know what I think it is? I think... Uh, I think people are kind of being realistic on this one rather than just aiming for the sky here. But I think that, um, you know, like you said, God forbid something happens with the IL or, or some type of slump there. Maybe he won't come to uh, be dropping almost 60 bombs. But See, I would think we would have seen that slump by about now or at least some signs of it. And there's been nothing. All-star game coming up. He's not he's going to make it. Maybe. Oh, yeah, hopefully he'll be in the home not a starter, not a starter. You don't think he'll start at, start at first base? Who would? I'd have to go through first baseman in, in the National League. I, I would imagine no, but I know Joey Votto is not having a, a Votto-like year, and I'm, I'm not going to cycle through everybody. Freddie Freeman, right? He's been good. I, I don't think Alonzo would start in the All-Star game. We know Mets fans can stuff the ballot once in a while, though, so we'll see. Uh, but I, you'll see him in the Home Run Derby. We talked I don't, about I don't this. have any doubt that Pete Alonzo will be in the Home Run Derby this year. I'm not sure if we talked about it on the air or off the air, but for those that don't know, the rules changed this year for the All-Star game. So the Home Run Derby, in order to try to get the stars back, like let's say a judge who might not want to hit in the uh, Home Run Derby or, or whoever, yeah. the, the prize now is a million dollars. So that's more than these guys make in the season. especially well, For the young guys, yeah, for the like younger Alonzo, guys. he makes half a million dollars, a little more than that. So but that's hear, a big difference. But yeah, he said he's going to donate some of it, all of it. I, I, I think a portion, how much if he does charity. win, is going to be donated to the Wounded Warrior Project, which does great things. Oh, great. So if that happens, um, I'm sure a lot of people, even if they're not Mets fans and, and uh, they're, they're Pete fans out there. He's an easy guy to root for. Yeah, especially when they know it's to a, to a good cause. I think they used to give a house away, wasn't it? Like uh, Century well, 20. Oh, yeah, you know, they'd have a random fan there and you're attached to a hitter and yeah. then you're trying to yeah, get a win them a house essentially. Uh, but I'll say this about Alonzo. You know, I just read uh, Tim Britton at the Athletic had a, oh, yeah, a yeah, long yeah. story on Alonzo and and talked to a lot of the scouts that followed him in high school and in his college career. It's something I didn't realize with Alonzo is his junior year of college, and that's a big year for baseball players because that's when you come out and get drafted. He broke his hand. He was hit by a pitch by Justice Sheffield. He used to be a prospect with the Yankees, now at the Mariners. And it, the thought was that was going to end his season. Mm -hmm. And apparently he told his dad, I am not going out like this. So they made the conference tournament or whatever it was, and he came back about a week or two earlier than he should have. And he homered like two of the first three at-bats, mashed, and helped his college team, the University of Florida, all the way to the College World Series that year. And, and played well. He hit one of the longest home runs ever at uh, you know in Omaha, where they play the College World Series. So in that spot, where so many players now, we talk about this in the NFL with like Christian McCaffrey. Oh, well, don't play in the bowl game. Don't put your health at risk. Right, right, right. You know, do what's best for you. You have a lot of money on the line. And I understand it's not the same level for Pete Alonso coming back from a hand injury, but it would be very easy to say, hey, I don't want to risk anything. I don't want to come back early. But he put the team first. He didn't re-injure himself, so it didn't cost him. But it's the kind of thing that I think gives you a little insight of what he's all about. And I think Alonzo is quickly become one of the leaders on this team. He's going to just say that. He's even last taken... night, um, you know, Edwin Diaz blows it, and Alonzo, he's the one standing there saying, hey, we're going to give him the rock next time around, and, right, and he's right, going right, to get right, it done. Right, right. I mean, that's great. And you love that a rookie is willing to you know, take that mantle, and it's important in a town like New York. You have to have some media skills, public-facing yeah, yeah, skills, yeah. and I think that he gets – everything there is to get, whether it comes to understanding what it is to be a, a fan and that thought process to his teammates. Um, and obviously he's raking. So I, I think there's been a lot of positives for Pete Alonzo. It's amazing we were arguing, hey, should he be on the roster on opening day this year? And yeah, he's right. certainly has paid that off. Absolutely. Let's hit the phones. We got a familiar voice. What's up, Mr. Rallyman? How you doing? What's up, fellas? What I'm liking about today's show there's not a lot of negativity out there because, you know, listen, it is what it is. We had to be realistic here. And even me, I had to be realistic. I was fucking pissed last night. That was fucking frustrating. Uh, I wanted to throw something at my television. Uh, I was restless when I went to sleep. It was fucked. But, um, oh, okay. What are you going to do? 
I say we just got to dust ourselves off, go to the next game. That's how these professionals do it. But that was rough, man. And they do uh, that. You don't have to do it, Rally Man. You could still be angry. <laughs> you don't have to shake it off. You ain't playing today. <laughs> well, let me tell you something. That's another thing I'm going to get to, too. I'm going to make this just a little bit of a short call at work. But, Pete, I'm going to break your balls heavy right now. What the fuck, man? When have you, where are you coming to a seven-line game, you front-runner? <laughs> I haven't been there yet. Front-runner. This guy's got a kid. He's got a lot going on in his life right now. Let's not throw too much shade, Mr. Rowley. I, I've been oh, working wait. every Mets game the five years before. I never had an opportunity to go. I'm looking forward to it when I can, and when I do, I'll be there to the last out. <laughs> yeah, you better, bro. I'm forced. I'm putting a cape on you. I'm doing everything. Let's go. And you know what? I'm out. Listen, fly around. And you're not. <laughs> and you're you're not you're not in the RWO until you stay for nine innings. Hopefully, nine innings. Four thirteen for a match game at home. All right. All right, yeah. Rally man. We'll talk I to you later, man. Sounds good, brothers. Take it easy. Have a good one. I understand. I understand. I'm an outsider. You know. No, you're not. Don't take shit from Rally Man. Oh, 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 it's okay. It's okay. I can handle it. The RWO. I I did notice it when I was watching on Saturday. I'm I'm with you, man. A lot of green seats back there, and I'm with you. Shirts. I know people got things to do, but. Anyway, if you want to share the show right now and you want some free stuff from the Mets, we're giving away a tote bag and a T-shirt to one person on Facebook, one person on Twitter slash Periscope, and uh, thanks to the Mets for the freebies. Also, give us a call if you want to talk about Mets or whatever. You want to just bust Pete's chops here. 631-388-5195. Talk to Danny. Get on the phone with us. And, uh, yeah, we'll chat. So with the truck, we are changing our day. We are changing orange and blue thing from Thursdays to Mondays coming up soon. Uh, I know you and I talked about it. I don't know if um, we talked about it on the show yet. The whole reason behind that initially was we are going to be going to a live after five. The the seven line signed up to be part of Patchogue's summer street festival called a live after five. There's four dates and they're all Thursdays. So it doesn't really work for orange and blue thing. So we are changing the show to Mondays starting June 24th. Mondays at 1 o'clock. Lunch hour, baby. What we've noticed when we run the numbers and we look at the feedback and, and all that after the week, the numbers don't change from having a daytime show over a nighttime show. And I think a lot of people cherish their week their their summer nights so i think changing to mondays is going to work out nice for us it kind of lets us go to live after five do the show early on monday and if you don't know this at home and you're finding out for the first time now the mets are off every single monday in july and august for some reason just worked out that way weird so we're going to be bridging the gap between sunday and tuesday it's perfect and remember if you like listening at six o'clock you'll still be able to because it'll all be on demand Absolutely. So you'll be able to orangeandbluething.com, hear all baby. of our tremendous insights and whatever ball busting's going on around here, <laughs> and you can just take it in a, a few hours later. Boom. Right, let's, let's hit the phones. We got uh, Herman in Connecticut. What's up, Herman? Darren, what's going on, brother? How hey, are you, buddy? How are you guys? Hey, Darren, man. I'm not, I'm not even going to talk about the team right now because everybody got the same damn thing. I got to ask you a question. I asked you on Twitter. What do I need to do to get you to bring that truck to Connecticut, man? Just find me a place to bring it. I mean, we can't sell. Listen, Herman, the, uh, for people who don't know, you can't just park on the street and start selling merch out of it. So no, no, no. Listen, I have a restaurant with that's a, that's a customer of mine willing to host you. Big parking lot right at the Nogatuck train station in Connecticut. The mayor of Nogatuck is a humongous mix fan. And there's a million of us spread all over the place. Listen, you set hey, it up. You, we have, dude, we get have that truck on the ferry. Let's go. Set it up. I'm I'll, just telling you. Listen. I'll, listen. I'll give Danny my number. Call me up. Whatever the cost is, I'll pay it. Whatever. No, you don't have I to pay. Wanna, huh? You don't have to pay anything. Listen, as long as they're willing to have us, we're down to make it happen. So uh, give Danny your phone number. I'll give you a call later, or we'll just uh, link up through email. All right, buddy? Well, either way, brother, like I said, man, I always saw you, bro. You, you, you guys are destined for great things. And little by little, you're proving me right every year. Thanks, Herman. I appreciate little the little, support. Little by little, you're proving me right. All right. Hey, let's go match, fellas. Thank you. one thing. What's up? Rally, man. Brother, you don't have to be the first one to call every show, man. <laughs> you want people to break. Damn, bro. I love you, but damn. <laughs> All right, Herman. Be good. Be good. All right, bye. All right, going back with Danny. All right, bye. All right.
problem. You get to show up to Connecticut, baby. No, but you know what the thing is? You can't. I, I would love to just drive to Times Square and start selling shit on the street, but you can't without a permit. So the whole idea yeah. with the whole truck is, if you're watching this now, listening afterwards, I wrote a blog post about it on Tuesday. The idea with this is uh, link up with bars, link up with restaurants who have access to their own parking lots or, or permission from whoever owns a lot to allow us to be there. So the idea would be... So you can't just put the, like uh, the ice cream man. Put let's go. No, Mets no, on no, no. And uh, I was you know, disappointing the neighborhood. I was disappointing a lot of kids on Monday when I dropped Danny off after the parade. There's a bunch of kids in his neighborhood who were like running down the street. I didn't have music on, but I guess that you hear the the engine, you see the shape of it, you think it's an ice cream truck. And I'm like, sorry, kids, it's just t-shirts. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, as long as we have permission, we're down to basically link up with bars and restaurants that want to have us, let us use their lot. We'll sell some stuff in the parking lot, then go inside and watch the game. So that's the whole plan behind that. Well, you can stay outside and watch the games. You got that thing we hooked got up. We got internet. We do have the internet, which I actually learned. I don't, I'm oblivious with uh, technology, with cutting the cord and all that stuff. But YouTube TV, I guess mm-hmm. when you buy YouTube TV, it has SNY on it, which is like $30 a month or something like that. So you can also, SNY streams online, or even within market, NBC. Yeah. So I don't know exactly where it is. I really just Google Met Stream. And it pops right up, and you have to put in your cable information. So if you're a cable provider, you pop it in. You can watch the Mets games on your computer, mobile, whatever. So you can stream the Mets games. I know that was a big issue with MLB.TV. You can't watch in the local market. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But if you do you know, have a cable subscription, Log in, right. pop in the info, and boom, you can watch on, on so the internet now. So you know that the truck has a television. How long do you think that television lasted? I picked up the truck on Friday, right? Somebody took the TV? No. Or it's broken already. <laughs> did it make it a day? No. Did it, it did it make it to the first pitch at the first tailgate? It did. It did not make it home though. So what happened oh, was I was cleaning the truck up after the tailgate party, after our nine hours at the ballpark. And it's my fault partially, but I was organizing the back of the truck and Kelly stepped on it. So the television is toast. Oh, wow. I plugged it in the next day, and I was like, yeah, this thing is beyond repair. So the TV lasted a day, uh, not even a full day. Well, it was a good day. It was a Mets win. (laughs) It's all win. I don't want to buy a television every game we go to, though. I mail it to Nito and say, hey, this is the souvenir (laughs) from your big day, your big walk-off over. All right, let's hit the phones. Who do we got? Hello? Did you hang up on Hi. Oh, hey. Oh, is this Shouty? How are you? What is up? Good. How's it going, Shouty? How you doing? Very well. I have, a, like, a really serious question, actually, not to be bringing it down or anything. Oh, bring it down. Okay. So, I just heard on the news tonight that the little girl who got hit at the ballpark, yep. that, they, that there's, like, going to be, like, a lot of people that want to have, like, the entire stadium, like, wrapped in netting now. Like, they do it in Japan. Mm-hmm. Like, what do you guys think about that? Because I know, like, we love getting the balls tossed, but I'm a mom. I mean, so I could kind of understand it, but I don't know. How do you guys feel about that? I mean, I'll let speak. Uh, I'll let Pete speak to this first because I was pretty vocal about the netting when it first came out, and I was opposed to it. But after you see stuff that happened like last night, I think you'd have to be uh, yeah, but it's a pretty shame crazy have, to not want to be opposed. It's a shame not, you have to wait for these kinds of yeah, things, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Todd Frazier, I believe, when he was with the Yankees, had a moment where he fouled a ball into stands and injured a young fan. And that was the impetus where baseball said, hey, teams really got to put up the netting now uh, past the dugouts. And I I didn't, I I saw the reaction and everything yesterday. I didn't see video of where exactly the ball went through. And I'm kind of thankful I didn't, I don't want to see the ball hit the little girl. Uh, But it seemed like the netting just didn't go far enough in that area. But something that you do pick up on if you've, you know, sat in those seats or or just watch a lot of games on TV, it gets into the crowd incredibly quick and listen if you're a healthy 20 to 40 year old man right like or or woman you can get out of the way you have the wherewithal to get out of the way maybe you're adept enough to knock it down and not injure yourself right you can protect yourself but there are so many people at a game that can't right 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 whether it be a little girl or a, a a senior fan a senior citizen fan you know they're not in position to be able to move as quickly as you have to and you know i i think if you can protect people that's what you have to 
try to do. And I, I think everybody adjusts really fast, right? Being behind the net, they still throw the ball into the crowd after every inning. They just, you know, loop it over the net. And, and I get you lose some of the closeness when there is a net there. Maybe they can make it where, um, you know, before the game or whatever, they have the net up and then drop it down right yeah, before. Yeah. I mean, there are things that we could do here to have the best of all worlds. But, you know, this isn't an isolated incident. Uh, HBO Real Sports had a piece, I guess it was a couple of years ago, and they had a, a group of people who were all injured at baseball games really? by foul balls or, or, or bats. Um, and you you don't think about you know, what kind of long-lasting repercussions there could be for people that are hit. You know, you see them get hit, everybody kind of stops, you know, maybe they get stretchered out, that would be serious or whatever. They go upstairs and you don't think about them again, right? But these are people that have to continue living their life. Maybe they are having surgery on their face or whatever it might be. So again, you know, it's funny when it happens to Drew Barrymore and, uh, you know, knocks out her laptop, but it's not... It's not a laughing matter when you're right, actually right, right, down right, right. there and in those spots. And the ball, it can get on you really fast. I'll, I'll tell you what. Most major league players, if you ask them where they would have their family seat, sit, they would never allow them to yeah, be the above dugouts. the dugout, right, right, right. to be in spots where they know and have seen foul balls get into the audience that quick. And so again, sure. a, lot, a lot of us are adept. We can move around, whatever it is. But that's not the case for everybody. And not... Not everyone thinks when they bring their little kid to the game, hey, maybe I shouldn't sit in these seats. Not everybody knows enough about baseball. They might go to, you know, get a couple of games a year, and you don't realize that there is a, a danger to being in those seats. Not just smartphones and people not paying attention. Well, yeah, I was going to say a lot of people are, are uh, um, you yeah. know, distracted as the, you know, even walking across the street now, people are distracted. But I think that my perspective on a lot of things have, has changed over the past four years now that I am a dad. And in the beginning when they were talking about the netting, even though she was born at this time, I maybe was a little bit more against it because of the reason why Shouty brought up, you know, meeting the players and getting autographs and, and doing what I did as a kid yeah. before the game. But like you said, if they can retract them and bring them up during the game, that Maybe would be certainly an option. It. Like in Japan, they um, – I don't know if this is because the outfield wall at the Tokyo Dome or if it has to do with the nets, but they would have like fishing lines. Oh, yeah, And they yeah, would yeah. put like programs down and things like that for guys to sign. And that's the way they would do the autographs and send it down with a pen. That's yeah, like so – uh, You find different ways to – to interact however you have to, I guess. But, you know, hopefully, again, there's a way you can have the best of all worlds. They retract, go up and down, somebody ties, I don't know. But um, So in Houston, does it not go past the dugouts? Is that what happened? I, I guess it doesn't go past the dugouts. But, again, I, I didn't see exactly the where location. it went through and where the little girl was seated. All I know is uh, it was past where the nets go. And if you see any of the highlights from that, and, and Albert Elmora's reaction especially, I mean, my gosh, I was – Willing up, just watching his reaction, and then he spoke after the game and said, for whatever reason, when he hit the ball, he was following, you know, where it was going, and he said he he locked in on her on this little girl, and he saw her right away, and he's a father of two, and you know, basically he realized maybe before everybody else that she was in danger, and then saw the whole thing right, right, happen, right, right, right. and we don't know the extent of the injuries to the little girl. I haven't seen any kind of an update on that, and maybe the family wants privacy or whatever it is. But if you saw Almora yesterday and heard what he said after the game, and I'm sure he'll talk again today, and, and he said he wants to have you know contact with that family for the rest of their lives and, and hopes that something good comes out of it. Um, first of all, you're an Albert Almora fan, but second of all, none of these guys should be put through Right. That kind of right, thing, right, right, right. I, I mean, and it's to me, it's pretty simple to, you know, find a way to make everybody happy. But put that, make sure everybody's safe at these games. The NHL did it too. I remember there was a a shot behind the net. They used to not have those nets behind the goal uh, over the boards, and there was a girl who got hit in the face. I think in Nashville with this. a shot. Yeah, right, right, right. And you know, if you ever felt a hockey puck, it's it's heavy, it's dangerous, it goes as fast as a baseball as a pitch, and. Um, you know, so they put up those nets behind the game. And at this point, who even thinks about right, right, the right, netting right. at a hockey game? It just becomes a new normal. And again, you know, I know the ticket says to be aware. And, you know, it's easy for a lot of people to say, oh, well, you know, you got to pay attention. You got to know what's going on. Not everybody who's at the game is, you know, in peak physical form to be able <laughs> right, to right. do what you got to do when the ball's coming at you 100 miles an hour. Thanks for the call, Shouty. Oh, yes, I am. You agree, Shouty? Sorry, I went on a rant. I just started going. You agree? (laughs) I do. 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 I do.
do. And I was like kind of thinking that along the same lines as you. And I was just, I, I figured that, that you guys, uh, both agreed with that and, and stuff. So I'm kind of glad, glad to hear that. But, uh, yeah, I'm hoping to God when I, his face was everything. I was just like, Oh man. I mean, how do you feel so bad that you know you just injured somebody? That's, that's, there's nothing good about that. So, and everything, but, uh, and, uh, everything was like super. And I hope to see you out the ball game some, someday, Pete, but no pressure. I'll I'll be get it. Be a family man. I know, I know. I went out, uh, last Thursday. So that was my first time as a fan at City Field since at least 2013. That's unbelievable. You know, I. Well, you be a fan and you love yeah, your kids and get there when you get there. I'll, I'll be out there. I was circling, um, it was it early July, July second against the Yankees. Yeah, that's, there you go. That's a week night. My weekends, I kind of work a lot, but on week night, I, I, I'm looking at that one. I'm gonna try to mark that one. Maybe down. we'll do a little segment with uh, Brody before the game starts. All right, Chatty, we'll talk to you soon. Well, shouty out, everybody. I missed the shouty sleeping, but he would be saying hi. <laughs> All right, bye. Take it easy, shouty fam. All right, take care. Bye. She's the best. Um, yeah, I did want to talk about that today, though, because I think you know it's interesting from a fan perspective. I remember talking to a lot of fans outside the ballpark who were adamant against the the netting, and I get it. But hmm. it's raining, huh? That rain is <laughs> that rain that, is huh? loud on our roof. Um, I did want to bring up you brought you said it just in that in that rant about the netting there, Drew Barrymore. You were alluding to fever pitch. There's a guy in this room. There's only three of us in the room. There's a guy in the room that has never seen fever pitch. That's Sorry. okay. That's not. <laughs> well, he's also <laughs> seventeen. Must watch movie by <laughs> any means. It's not, but I think I'm if you're young, a big baseball fan, you got you got to watch Fever. Jimmy Pitch. Fallon movies are classics. I, I think it's. I think that's it's like a, the first time I saw Dumb and Dumber on AMC. I'm like, what happened? <laughs> that's a movie classic now. How old am I? Yeah, but um, back, back when Jimmy Fallon was in movies. Well, that's the kind of thing. Well, how many movies did he actually star in? I can't think of many that Jimmy Fallon. Was the main character in a movie? Uh, I couldn't tell you any besides that one. Yeah. Can you? Nothing? No, nothing's coming to mind. Nothing comes to mind. Um, all right, so we are going to play What's in the Box, presented by our friends at Lumberland. But how about one thing that happened, uh, I think it was a couple of days ago, maybe it was yesterday or over the weekend. You would think that this type of luck would happen to Pagan if he was still on the Mets, but capsizes boat he got to get saved from uh, from what's a coast guard or something yeah I that's unbelievable that's a crazy Puerto story Rico, they're in a i don't know like a river or something and a big i don't know i guess it wasn't a river but a big wave came knocked over the boat and that is incredibly scary so it's i didn't know he was retired till i read the yeah article. yeah well he had a long career uh and it, you know he lasted a long time he signed a big contract with the giants at one point but uh but yeah i mean that's that's scary that would be like my worst nightmare to have a boat capsize if you're out in the where, where exactly was he does it say in the article it's not a ton of information it on says it. uh it was in puerto rico his uh they flipped over after uh colliding with a 15 foot wave yeah pagan a former mets minor league uh former mets minor leaguer wait well he's a major leaguer too yeah, it says that? oh no orlando roman and a 16 year old minor oh, okay. were on board the uh, vessel capsized uh yeah that's crazy crazy story but uh, i guess um everyone seems to be okay so you remember? Do um, you remember this story? I think it was some Dolphins players. They were like practice squad football players, and their boat capsized like way out in the ocean. And one of the guys like held onto the boat for like four days. No way. Until he was rescued, and the other guys, you know, one of them might have drowned right off, and then one of them just kind of lost it and thought they saw a light and started swimming. I've heard about it. that. I've heard about I that. Mean, oh my Especially gosh. if you start drinking the water. I mean, you 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 yeah, think well, that. I mean, you know not to, but when you get so yeah. delirious and you've been out there and you're so, uh, you know, dehydrated, you start yeah. drinking the water. And that's Sunburns. when you start going crazy. Oh. There was a movie about that. Is it called uh, Deep Water? Some really horrible movie. It's it's a really, really bad movie, but How I watched it. How do you make a it. bad movie about this? It's so bad. It's so bad. It was the same idea. Like, uh, they go out on a catamaran or something. The boat capsizes. And the sharks start to circle. I don't know. People are probably tripping in the comments now, but well, it's a really bad movie. There's a World War II movie where they, uh, I guess, the plane, their jet plane crashes, and so they're on like a, you know, a little raft or whatever, and they're like basically trying to catch birds. And uh, did you they ever ate s- the bird once, and then they got sick. That was oh. a good movie. Did you ever see well, um, Jamaica? Some uh, not, memory here. Not um, uh, Memphis Bell. Memphis Bell. Yeah. 
Is, that's a movie? I Excellent movie about know. World War II. Uh, all right, so Jimmy Fallon movies. Almost Famous, one of my favorite movies ever. I forgot. He's like the tour manager in Almost Famous. He's in Taxi, Fever Pitch, Whip It, which is like that movie about uh, roller derby, uh, Arthur and the Invisibles. So the only one I've seen is uh, Get Hard. Fever Pitch. Uh, I've seen Get Hard, but he's not one of the main the characters. The Scheme. I don't know. Yeah, so I guess the only one he starred in would be Fever Pitch. Which is a phenomenal movie. So, um, what else we got going on, Mr. Pete? Arizona's coming. To, we're going to Arizona after tonight. Oh, yeah? Come back home on Tuesday. We got San Francisco and the Rockies at mm-hmm. home next week. I, I thought you were going, but yeah. I'm not Mets, going. Yeah, yeah, Mets will be in Arizona. Um, so, whatever. I like that ballpark. <laughs> you ever been out there? We went last year. I liked when it was called the Bob. But Chase Field is uh, is happening. I like we rented out, out the pool last year. We had the outing on Saturday. We rented the pool out on the Friday, which was unbelievable because they sell you full bottle bottles of liquor. Oh my god! You're like, hey, what do you want? Like the the waitress comes around, and what I did, I rented the pool, and everyone just chipped in and gave me money to to buy back the tickets. But we didn't opt for the drink package, so you could purchase your own bottles. They just hand you the entire bottle of vodka whiskey whatever you want you just tell them what kind of mixtures you want but you really shouldn't you you guys aren't showing up to the game like you know just walking in at seven (laughs) o'clock no we got there early (laughs) it was it was crazy i didn't get a bottle I got beers, but it was an unbelievable experience. See, if you got bottle service and left in the 11th inning, <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they let us walk out with the bottles, too. It was, it was, cra- it was crazy. All right, so we are going to get to what's in the box. And now it's time for everybody's favorite game. What's in the box? Herman's like, what's Bradley Man on again for? Lumberland.com. All right, guys, so it's time for What's in the Box, presented by our friends at Lumberland.com. Go over to Lumberland and check out all the different options they have. Uh, Father's Day is coming up. Mr. Pete McCarthy's first ever Father's Day. Congrats to you. They have a lot of options I've there. I've lived on Father's Day before. Well, it's your first as a dad. <laughs> your first Father's Day. A lot of good options on here. I saw this today on the website, which I thought was really cool. It says, Happy Father's Day, Dad number one. And you can customize it with your name on it and the year. So really cool. It must have just dropped, I guess, maybe recently for, for uh, Father's Day, clearly. So uh, head on over to the site. Use our promo code OABT for 15% off your order. And we... We have a caller on the line. And now it's time for everybody's favorite. Uh, We got Jim in Florida. What's up, Jim? What's up, guys? What's up, Darren? Pete? Get it done, Jim. I want you winning big here. So, Jim, if you haven't seen the show before or seen the game, you pick one, two, three, or four, whatever's in the box, so the envelope is yours. One, two, three, or four, what you want? Let's go with uh, four. Robin Ventura comes up nice again. You got yourself a, a Lumberland mug. Yeah. Perfect. I've been trying Conforto. to get through for weeks. Awesome. Michael Conforto well bat. Done. You like Conforto? Yeah, especially after that Grand Slam the other night. There you go. See? I can't believe that was his first ever Grand Salami. But yeah. Off a of lefty. All they right. wouldn't let him play against the lefties for years. <laughs> He's like better against lefties now. Yeah, some of the things drive you nuts. All right, so, uh, Jim, Danny, got your info? Yes, sir. All right, sir. We'll mail this out to you tomorrow, okay? Appreciate it, Darren. Nicely done. Congrats. Enjoy the rest of your night. Thanks, guys. Let's go Mets. Let's go Mets. Got the mug, another mug. Yeah, but the past two weeks it was it was gift cards, yeah, so we're back we mixed on the it mugs. Up a little bit, but the mug is still way ahead. Do you remember we talked about this uh, early on in the season? Um, someone wanted to order 50 of these, and we thought it was bullshit. <laughs> they did. They put the order in for 50 mugs. Awesome. That is unbelievable. I hope they use the discount code because that's a big order. These things are 40, 50 bucks each. That's a party, baby. That's that's a big nut. Yeah. No. 50 mugs. That's that's unbelievable. Um, so we have a few things dropping soon, Mr. Pete. I'm wearing one right now, the Home Run Apple Pocket T-shirt. That shirt's awesome. I like that. Thank you. This is a pocket? This is a pocket. Oh, look at so that. Some people didn't realize that, so we made a little video yesterday. I went to um, Ridgewood. Our jacket maker also makes our T-shirts now. So we made a Mr. Met Pocket T-shirt a few years ago where the pocket was actually made out of jersey material from Majestic. They sent us yards of it, and instead of it going to the players or going to make a jersey, we made pockets out of it. So same idea. 
kind of, but it's not jersey material. It is actual cotton. We print the Hormone Apple on the shirt and then print the little Hormone Apple uh, hat and sew that on. So it is a pocket. These are going to go up next Friday. Right cool. now on the site, it says coming soon, but they're going up next Friday. They are a few dollars more than your typical T-shirt from us. We're usually around the $26 to $30 range. I believe these are going to be 32 A lot of work goes into them, the printing, the sewing, the uh, construction of the pocket itself. But they're way more functional. They are. Now I you mean, got a place to put your pen, you know, maybe some coins, whatever you got going on. I was talking to someone about this, uh, I think yesterday, maybe it was Kelly. Um, like, well, what your are you phone gonna, in there? What do you, it's, it's kind of a smaller pocket okay. because it's not the, the standard size pocket, but I'm going to put paper in clips? this pocket exactly what I'd put in any other pocket, which is nothing. It's really just for style. <laughs> it's style. It's uh, fashion over function here. So, I'm trying to sell the thing. No, nah, it's cool. I, Honestly, uh, yeah. what do you really put in a pocket t-shirt well, besides, a, I don't know, a pen maybe? But it's a men's t-shirt or a women's tank top. Head on over to thesunline.com if you want to check out what it looks like and uh, watch the video on either um, our YouTube channel or Twitter or Facebook if you want to see a little bit of the behind the scenes there. So there you go. little pocket. Small through 4X for the men. I'll tell you, the pocket surprised me. That was cool. You didn't know? <laughs> no, you right. I was staring at it the whole time. I'm like, oh, that's a pocket. <laughs> and uh, small through 2X for the women. So it's the same tank top as uh, one of our other styles. So ladies, if you um, if you have one of the New York Apple tanks, this fits exactly like that. It's got the blue back, the white front, little pocket there. It does not come with the, the crisp 20s in there. That was just <laughs> to show you that you could fit money in the pocket if you... See, there's a use for the pocket. Yeah, you fit some money in there. You know, girls sometimes put like cash in their boobs. Yeah, you ever see that? You just put it in your pocket. Have something to do. Right, we're going to take one more call here before we turn this thing off. We got uh, John Atlanta. What's up, John? Hey, what's going on? We're just hanging over here. It's raining. We're drinking some beers. Vargas is about All to right. throw a no-hitter tonight. What do you got going on? <laughs> <laughs> Not much, man. Hey, I just had a quick uh, question for you guys and to kind of get your take on it. But, I mean, with the way Dom Smith's been playing, um, the way he's been hitting the ball, it's pretty – evident that he needs to be he needs to be utilized a lot more and, and I don't I just don't trust him in the outfield um, I don't know what you guys think in terms of what, what the Mets should do um, you know you obviously can't sit Pete Alonzo right now either so um, just would love to hear what your, your take is uh, yeah it's left field or bust there's nothing else to do with him uh, you know some teams have been kind of creative at second base like the brewers they started playing travis shaw and mike moustakas at second even though they're corner infield guys uh and if you think about second base now it's a position where you're like playing halfway in the outfield half time it's not as important defensively as it used to be and now when you're coming across on a double play you don't have to worry about the runner barreling into you don't have to have the ballerina feed any longer so you know some teams have faked it there but that's not exactly an open spot for the Mets you you got Robinson Cano and Jed Lowry coming back and Jeff McNeil in that mix so you know really I I think unfortunately Dom's just on the bench until somebody gets hurt something opens up you know even in left field you saw him misplay a base hit into a double yesterday and you're gonna have to live with some of that to get his bat in there uh for now yeah, they're they're giving it a shot. I mean, they're giving JD Davis a shout out left. I'd rather see Dom uh, get a look there. But yeah. yeah, it's you know unless they move one, it would probably be Dom. You know, this is this is where they're at. All right, John. Thanks for the call. Thanks, John. It's there a good go. question. I understand you want to give Dom at bats, and it's great having him off the bench. You have somebody who could come in the eighth, ninth inning in a big spot, and you trust them to get a hit. It's great the way that he's been able to handle it. But there's no. There's no easy fix, unfortunately, for the Mets here. Um, you know, it's something that one thing is a positive out of all of this, even if there's no way for Alonzo and Dom to coexist. Well, you know, let Dom run up his trade value a little bit, and maybe it's the offseason. Maybe the Mets are buyers of the deadline. They're able to make some kind of move and, you know, are able to to utilize – you know, that value in a, in a better way. But that's probably where it's inevitably going to head when you have two guys at the same position who are young and, and talented like Alonzo and Dom. Speaking of uh, winning ball games and the future and all that stuff, did you hear A-Rod's comments today about Brody? I know that they're boys. No. He said uh, he has full faith in Brody taking this team to the next level but it's it, it's not about this year it's about uh 2020 <laughs> and beyond <laughs> no it's about this year when they yeah. when you give up what you gave up for robinson who was 36 years old and a closer 
it is about this year. And in, in fact, I, you know, Buster Olney of ESPN wrote a story saying, hey, if the Mets are out of it, they need to sell. And not just, you know, deal Jay Bruce for some relief prospects like deal Noah Syndergaard, Zach Wheeler, Edwin Diaz, and really break it down. And that's, that is the line that the Mets are walking here in these next couple of months. They could have gone either way this past offseason. I think ownership, they wanted to continue to go for it. They felt good about the starting pitching. They took a general manager who said, hey, I'm going to come in and go for it. Brody Van Wagenen did as he said he would and probably as instructed as well. And now the Mets are a middling 500 type of team. And if they do fall further behind where it gets difficult to see them making the postseason, they're going to have to seriously think about, hey, is this the time to tear down and then try to you know, bounce it back up in three years? And the Mets... Listen, and Buster wrote this in his story. They should never be like the Padres or the Astros did it where you're breaking down in the worst team in baseball. But you might have to take that step back for a couple of years, you know, trade someone like Noah who's a free agent two and a half years from now and it's hope not you bring in much. a player that's you know, at double A and has the ability to be a star and someone you'll have, you know, six years in the future. I don't think he's worth as much as he was a couple of years ago no. that now that he comes out and he shows that he's human. Um so uh, one more thing I want to shill for because it's a great cause, Sunrise Day Camp. This Sunday, a lot of us are walking for the Sunrise Day Camp. There is a walk in Staten Island, same um, camp that the guys raised a whole bunch of money for from the uh, beer pong competition. So I'm walking with Kelly and uh, the Indarts uh, in or the future Indart, uh, Amanda Romano and uh, Andrew out there. A bunch of people joined. So if you can, head on over to my Twitter account. Go to at uh, Darren J. Meenan. I put up a tweet asking for some donations. My 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 uh, ask is only 100 bucks for my goal here. So if you can, help me out. Go, go on over to the Twitter account and help us raise some money for Sunrise Day Camp, which is a camp for kids with cancer and their siblings. They raise money to send kids to camp with their family. So um, we are going to get to the share contest right now. If you haven't done so yet, click retweet on Twitter or share on Facebook, and you'll be put in the running to win the tote bag and T-shirt from the Mets. Thanks to the Mets for that. Very nice of you guys to send us some uh, prizes. And I'll get to the Twitter right now. Danny, are you going to do the Facebook? Or am I doing both? Danny's going to try. Danny's going to try. If not, I'll do it here. He's going to wing it. Danny, are you on Facebook? Yeah. You are on this Facebook. Is, I'm, I'm actually surprised. This is the only reason I have Facebook. The show? Yeah. Yeah, because I know I a lot of people your age aren't, like, aren't into a Facebook. A lot of college group chats are based in uh, based on Facebook, so I kind of have it for that too. But like, this has been the main reason I even have it. I feel like you're just like the Snapchat er- Snapchat error, right? Absolutely. That, All right, so uh, Instagram are my big two. If you can't pull it up, let me know, and I'll do the uh, Twitter in the meantime. So yeah. Pete, Mr. Pete, Petey Mac, Papa Pete, let Stop. me know. All right. We have Aaron Sapphire Eyes, New York Mets, New York Islanders. Uh, at that's what that's her bio. That's what it says. Great. All right. I like that. Hopefully yeah, she yeah. hasn't won already. Mets and Islanders fan. Let's go. You're gonna have to do the Facebook one too. Oh geez, know. Louise. I don't know how to work Facebook. Kids over here. <laughs> Kids over here. All right. So let me pull up the Facebook as well. And see, this is what happens when uh, Lizzie's not around. She By the way, it's a rough week for Danny. He left the game early. Now he can't operate whoa, the Facebook. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Not my fault. Kids these days. Kids, kids these days. You can take a train home. How old are you? <laughs> Honestly, I didn't even think of that. A train? Yeah, you could. We could have given you a ride. <laughs> can't leave early. All right, hold on one second, guys. I will get. Oh, Spend more time Facebook in the truck. One I can't now in the back here. Of the truck. Huh? Probably could camp in the back of that truck. Yeah, it's illegal though. You can't really drive people in the back. Um, can I live in the back? Can I get rent there? What, what are we charging? <laughs> in the in the truck? Uh, you know what? That's actually not a bad idea. It's got the a carpet. It's very soft. It's got Wi-Fi. Yeah. It's got heat and AC. What the hell else do you need? Just get the poopery it's, it's, in there, and you're ready to go. <laughs> it's got to be the same size as one of those tiny houses, right? Uh, Danny, can you go grab me my laptop quick so yeah. we don't uh, blow this for extend the show even longer? Uh, Pete, any plans for the weekend? Plans for the weekend. Uh, working? You working yeah, at the fan? You know, I work a lot. I'm off Saturday. The wife's going to the movies. So I'll have you know some time alone with uh, baby Maeve. I'm going to see Aladdin tomorrow night. What are, what's she going to say? 
I don't know. I have no idea, to be honest. <laughs> he goes to see scary movies. My wife loves scary movies. Really? So whatever the scariest movie is out at the time, that is what they will go and see. I don't know if she's watching, but if not, ask her if she's ever seen the movie High Tension. Okay. I think it's from France, and it's one of the best horror movies I've ever seen. I think it came out in like 2004 or 2005. Kelly and I actually rented it from Blockbuster. That's how long ago this movie came out. High Tension. High te- But it was like high Hoots? Heights? High tension? It's high tension in, when it translates. It's all in subtitles. I remember there was a, a Norwegian movie. It's got to be like 10 to 15 years old. And it was all of these like dead Nazis in the mountains come back to life like zombies. That one was pretty funny. Was fun. it cheesy or was it like... It a, was cheesy, yeah. But this high fun, tension though. movie is awesome. Oh, okay. All it's right. Like a real um, good movie. Shares. Here we go. All right. Tell me when to stop, somebody. Stop. All right, we have... Why did it stop on the wrong spot here? Uh, Patty Sharp Shanahan. Get it, Patty. You win. All right, cool. So you heard it here first. Vargas, no hitter tonight, at least until he gets yanked in the fourth because the Mets have him on a It would have count. to be a rain out <laughs> after five. That's the only way that he's getting a no hitter tonight. Uh, listen, we, we have to win. Tonight's uh, I don't think there's a must win yet, but we have to win. Split split there in L.A., especially after net last night's disappointing loss. Yeah. We'll see you guys next Thursday, same time, same place, 6 o'clock here on the Internet. If you're listening afterwards, make sure you uh, rate, subscribe, do all that good stuff. Tell your friends, orangeandbluething.com. Ask Alexa. We're on there, too. And uh, we'll see you next week. Let's go Mets. Thanks for hanging for the whole show. Wow. Oh, God. <laughs> wow. Shade. I'm with you, though. (laughs) Thanks. Thanks, Pete. See you guys.